Hi guys, welcome to the Incredible Hulk podcast. Um, I, we are talking about the um, episode from season one, and it's called Of Guilt, Models, and Moida, as they say uh, uh, in Heart to Heart. <laughs> and um, I am joined uh, for, this, for this particular episode by my good friends. Uh, first of all, I, I'm, I'm going to introduce you to Phil. Hello, good to see you a lot. And also we have Sue, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Great. Now, of Guilt Models and Murder, now this is a really quite intriguing one from season one. I think this is kind of like a really good sort of murder mystery type thing that unfolds, you know, and who done it, I think. This is when they started to sort of kind of experiment with the format quite early on, really. It's quite a different kind of opening. Weird, in a way, where it shows Banner, you know, in the shadows with this really eerie music and, and, and you see him uh, going to a sink. You can't see his face, but when he puts the light on, looks up, he's got the green, he's got the eyes going, you know, yes. the white eyes. So he's just coming down from a transformation. You think, what the hell happened here? You know, <laughs> it's, it's a really interesting opening with the tap dripping slowly and the, you know, the slow-mo shots and he's looking all confused in the mirror, like what's going on, what's happened to me? Um, so, What's your opening, you know, your kind of like thoughts at the beginning of that? I thought that was a really inter- interesting kind of start, you know. I had a, I had a, a, uh, a lot of uh, joy seeing the, the, it start off on something that wasn't like the, the problem. It was the superhero, you know, and his, in his uh, quiet time, how he how he was able to sit and 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 collect himself and come come back into to transform back to Bruce David Banner or David Bruce Banner anyway uh, the that transformation back was really um, interesting and and it and it was great seeing that it was great seeing him collect himself and become yeah. more rational. Yeah, and, and and then kind of like focusing on what the the problem is that opens up the story as he goes around the house, when he sees yeah. the girl that you know the crumpled body of the girl on the floor, and he starts having flashbacks and stuff like that. You know, he's going, oh my god, the, am I a killer? You know, yeah. yeah. I, I like that because he, as you said, he's trying to piece together what what's gone on um, post him in his ragged clothes and thinking, did I do this? Or yeah. And and the fact that he had a flashback of seeing himself as the um, the monster, I didn't think he could do that. I didn't think he, he, he had any memories of any time he becomes a monster. Yeah, that is unusual. Uh, um, they 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 kind of touched upon that just briefly in the pilot. You know, you remember when he was when he came down from the first Hulk out and he goes to uh, um, he, uh, the scientist's house. You know, and he's all in his yeah. torn clothes and he's trying to recall what happened. And there's a brief, brief flash, just a brief flashback of the Hulk in that sequence when he's going to smash the car. Yes. Uh, and and he says, I I've, I felt in, I, I have a feeling that I was incredibly strong. And he just sort of, but whether he's actually seeing that or whether it's just for the audience's benefit, we're never really yeah, sure. I think that's a, I was thinking maybe yeah. that's for our benefit. Yeah. Was a flashback. Um, one the the one thing I other thing I have to give props to is the very famous Jeremy Brett, who is well known for playing Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Sherlock of freaking Holmes. Oh yes, my can God. you believe it? Yeah. 
Yes. And I will, I'm very enamored by his voice. His voice is so, it's a lovely English cross American. It's so distinctive, isn't it? I mean, you can yeah. tell it's him straight away without even seeing him, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, he became usually famous um, as Holmes over here. And I don't know if it transferred to America, but it was very, he was very popular here. Yeah. Uh, and he was brilliant as Holmes, I thought. I thought he was amazing. Um, yeah, one of the best, one of the best, without a doubt. Yeah. So it's really quite strange to see him in a Hulk episode. <laughs> you know, um, it, was, his, it was great, and he did. Yeah. He uh, he did. Uh, you know, he he was such a good actor that he he played the the possibility that he was responsible for all this trouble, mm-hmm. and yet you know he was also not responsible for any of the trouble. It was also good the way they did it because they they kept say, telling their story, so we'd see another flashback and a different version each time of the events. Yeah, yeah. three different. Versions. I thought that was really good how they did that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, to say that, who, who, that poor old glass cabinet had it so many times. Yeah, I can't, great. I great acting though. I mean, Jeremy Brett is is phenomenal. He played it like I bought it that he was responsible. I bought it. I totally thought that he was. It was it was his it was his responsibility that yeah. that she yeah. died. He was a bit of a I mean he was a bit of a rotter though anyway. You have to you oh, know, of course, one of those boo hiss type villains, wasn't he? Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. Okay. You know his motives were a bit questionable anyway. To, to really, you know, he wasn't all clear cut, was he? But because um, yeah, uh, I was wondering, you know, when he, how when he hires David Banner to be his um, butler or valet, as they call yeah. him. So was he's in? Was he's um? I can't say which one I'm looking for. Was his idea was to, to sort of like find out why what what Banner knew about that night, or was he going to frame him again for something? My, my my initial thought was that he was going to like frame him for the murder, you know, get him there so he could get he could get a you know, a, yeah, a, um, a kind of grip on him. Um, but of course, I thought it, I thought it was because his other valet was blackmailing him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, he would. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, um, but also, he, he did. He did say that he saw Banner that night, didn't he? He saw him running yeah. away from the house when they were driving him towards him in the car. That's right. Just after yeah. the Hulk out. So maybe he thought, you know, I could use him as a stooge or something. You know, that kind of thing. Um, the scene where the, as you were, we were talking about earlier on the scene with the, the Doberman, the Doberman dogs coming at. <laughs> <laughs> Banner, that was quite good. Interesting. I love the way he threw it one up in the air, and you see it go, whoa, 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 you know, <laughs> sort of hanging like you know, pathetically in the air. <laughs> no Dobermans would harm him. Yeah, no, no animals were harmed. I know, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I felt so bad for that pup. Oh my god. <laughs> Sue, it was hardly a pup. Well, I mean, I don't that, that was one big dog. God, it was yeah. big. Yeah, it was just a pup. <laughs> but it was nice. It was an interesting transformation that one. The way they were like biting at him and his leg and his arm. I thought that was cool. That I actually felt worse for the dog than I did for the, his wife. Ooh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what kind of got me just a little bit. You know the bit where they where they got where, where they got David Banner and the other guy trussed up in the in the car in the whilst whilst it's being crossed down in the um. Oh yeah, yeah. In the, in I, the thought, um, I thought they were the whole there and David Banner was the one that was trussed up. Well, he was um pulling out. I thought, hang on, how can a Hulk and Dave Banner be there at the same time? And I realised it's the other guy. So I got confused by that part. Oh, the other fellow, yeah, because he was thrown in there. The other, that was the uh, the guy, the ex-employer, wasn't it? Ex- yeah. Ex- the, the other b- valet. The, yeah. yeah. The other fellow. I guess there. that's called valet parking when you stick him in a car <laughs> and drive him. 
That's the no, way you get no, rid of what, what, what was cool was, was, I mean, besides Jeremy Brett, there was Lonnie Anderson. Yes, I was going to mention her, Lonnie Anderson. That's right. I mean, she, she was, uh, you know, she, she had it, she had it, uh, she was doing a bit of acting too. I mean, because I, I was, I was convinced of her innocence as I was convinced of uh, Brett's uh, responsibility. Some of the, some of her lines were a bit, uh, what do you call it? A bit wonky in the sense of, <laughs> it's like, he, he's mad and all this business. Yeah. He's yeah. Mad. yeah, some of the, some of the dialogue didn't quite sit right, did it? It was singular yeah, and natural. It was very yeah. pantomime kind of res- yeah. responsing, but it was funny in that, in that regard. She was married, famously married to Burt Reynolds, wasn't she? Was she? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Come from a model background, I think she actually did in real, you know, for, for real, you know, let alone the story. Um, yeah. I mean, she was one of the, the perks that he was trying to sh- show uh, David before, like as, as his, but, you know, yeah. you, you could tell that, that, that she was having none of that. Yeah, he said, like, I think you're, uh, you know, when he was, like, introducing him to the job, he said, I think you'll like the fringe benefits, and he's, like, looking at, you know, show the girls oh, in the, over like in the background and all that, all the models that were walking around and that, you know. He's a bit like you Hefner's house, wasn't it, in all these... Yeah, it was that way, yeah. Rich guy with all these girls hanging around, you know. Um, well, it was a bit, like you said earlier, it was a very well-executed episode, and how they play, paced it out and put it out across, put it across. It was. Like, you didn't know uh, who was responsible, and you got different scenarios of who it could be, and it's like, okay. Yeah. It was definitely like the, that sort of classic, that classic Agatha Christie type thing, wasn't it, really? You know, yeah. This, yeah. Which was nice for something like that, to do it with that kind of Hulk twist in it as well, you know, it's quite intriguing. But I like how each time, when, 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 when someone's trying to give the Hulk a deposition, they always end with the fact that he acts kindly at some point where people people should realize he's not a threat yeah he's trying to protect people or rescue people and still mr mr what's it mcgee is a knobhead for not sort of like getting that i thought it was quite touching that moment where it was also i mean it was one of the flashback sequences you know when they were telling their side of the story but it was a nice moment where um they one of them mentions um he picked up the girl, the whole coming. He's holding the girl, the dead girl, in his arms, and he started crying. You remember that bit? Yeah, I remember. That yeah, quite, that was quite touching when he started to weep, you know, over her body and that. Oh, oh. moments—it's kind of little moments like that where you always see this tender side of the Hulk comes out, you know. He's not think, all green and and and, and destructive and uh, that. Hulk yeah. smash. He's green and and you know, I'm going to care for the world. Yeah, he has. He has. He, he does have a soft side to him. Yeah. You know, underneath all that, I think that's really. I, 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 when he does those kind of moments, Marino something really does. He, he, you know, like you said earlier, you were you were alluding to, or you, how Lou Ferrigno really had a lot a large character arc in and through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he, you know, started. If if this was one of the earliest episodes. I thought that this was a great show that it was that he's already started that that growth process, you know. Mm. Once again, once again, the trousers were a perfect fit and <laughs> absolutely cut off to the knee and not yeah. a not a ripped hole in it above the knee. I thought that my gosh. 
Yeah, the interesting thing though, Phil, is as the seasons go on, particularly like in season four, I think, five. Okay. They get they rip right up his fires. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you can you can always skip to those ones and have a look. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. But yeah, they get they get more extreme as the seasons. <laughs> also, also, I was saying his wig his wig gets more extreme as well. His wig gets worse. Oh, does it? Oh, Hairpiece right. gets worse as the years go by as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got that to look forward to as well. He's got really bad hair and and uh, yeah. ripped trousers. Yeah. <laughs> was but, there ever was there ever a replacement for Luther Inga in any, any of the episodes at all that ever happened? No, what? he played him all the way through. No, he always played the lead. He always played the lead part. Yeah. I mean, there may have been like a few you know stunt things that were done with someone else, but. I thought I mean, Lou, Lou Ferrigno did most of his own stunt work. He, he, yeah, he did quite a lot. He did. He had to do quite a lot of it because they, as I said before, had trouble finding someone he, to replace him. He met the producer or something. Yeah, he was he was moving from wrestling or bodybuilding into into stunt work, and then you know he captured the 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 imagination of of someone who'd worked with him. Mm-hmm. On one of his first stunt gigs, and became became the the Hulk. Cool. Even Lou Ferrigno got discovered. Lou Ferrigno is pretty much a staple uh, Comic Con attender at, at most of the East Coast Comic Cons. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's doing all right out of that. Yeah. Also, he's got his own gym as well. He's got a big business. Uh, he's got, he runs his own gym, oh, I think, in LA. Is that what he does now? He runs a gym. Yeah. I, I, um, well, he's been doing it for quite a long, quite a long time, I believe, and that's um, that's really successful. He's he's done really well with that, and he gets a lot of um, celeb weightlifters that go down there as well and stuff and train. And I can imagine that. You know, I think Arnie pops in there sometimes, and that you know, but they they're good friends. You know, they go way back. So yeah, so, so he does it. He, so it was a good episode. I thought that I, I liked the 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 jeopardy of of him. You know, he just he just signed right on to be to be a valet for for the guy who thought he thought killed the lady. Yes. So it's a kind of a double a double turnaround going on here. You got the, the, the you got the man of the house hiring him to sort of like frame him or sort him out, and then you got him going in there to find out the truth of what happened. Yeah. So, yeah. And I like the way uh, 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 that Banner, like, you know, quizzes Lonnie Anderson. He won't let go of the issue, will he? Yeah. I saw you last night. You know, he's straight to the point. And, he's sort of, uh, 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 and you yeah, notice that the way she was delaying, delaying saying something, because I had a feeling she knew about that guy with the gun coming at them. Oh, okay. If you watch her reaction, and this is just bad acting, her reactions seem as if she's delaying it till he gets there to shoot. But she keeps yeah. looking around her like this, and, and then she's sort of stalling and... Stalling and stalling, you know. Um, but I don't know if that was meant. That was the intention. No, that's true because you have to remember, uh, she uh, her initial thing was she wanted to be with, with that guy with um, Jeremy Betts character. Yes. Yeah. So she would have been uh, complicit to the whole thing anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, she's done away with the, with the wife in some yeah, way. She must have been part of that setup when they were trying to shoot shoot at Banner. I think. Um, because yeah. I think they were aiming for him, not her. <laughs> um, um, so that scene was quite cool, you know, when they were giving chase. I like the bit also when McGee arrives and they get in the car and instead of starting the engine, they just, they just back in on the lane, like put on yeah. reverse, help the brake. No, that's a very good way to <laughs> get, get, get around, around the car, car. Mm-hmm. not to rev the engine and, get, and be alerted by it. That yeah. was cool. 
carries that. And the good thing with the tape recorder in his Jack's car, McGee's car, that he uses later on to record their confession was really good. I yeah. thought that he kept that in his back pocket and the Hulk didn't break it, luckily. <laughs> the, the, the incredible Hulk stealing cars is, is pretty fun. Yeah. So I thought that was really nice uh, how they did that. You know, so you, you see him change back, he's in an alleyway and he's playing back the tape. He's got, I've got it, I've got it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I've got the confession still <laughs> from uh, Lonnie Anderson, so it's really good. Yeah. So overall, what did you, what what would you think of this one? I thought it was a really I thought it was one up there with one of the best actually, in my opinion, because of the, the style of the story. Yeah, I agree. Quite was, well, I, I like the fact that it was different than the 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 other episodes that I've watched. It was it was cool, um, and and. You know, I love how to counterpoint uh, the green, the green of Hulk and stuff. There, it's all, it's all you know, sexy women and stuff, and and men in big, big Armani suits or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. implying know. this, you know, they have to do that to imply there's lots of money here. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's just like a decision that the producer or the directors make, you know, to to make it to to make the contrast really strong. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's weird how we we know that David Banner. Okay, he, he uses a different name to solve this crime or thing. So it's so so uh, McGee's not aware that David Banner was David actually, Blaine. Blaine, David Blaine was. Is that isn't that the magician? But never mind. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> um, funny enough, Bill Bixby did play the magician in the series, so there's a bit of a link. There you go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I like how uh, you know McGee is unaware that uh, David Banner is actually in, in, in that kind of situation himself. Full on. But he never seen the cop and I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a brilliant story. It was nice and simple, and flowed really nicely. Even when you've got the flashback to help help along, you to choose who was the um, culprit. Yeah, but it's an easy story. I enjoyed it, and I, you know, if anybody out there wants to watch it, go out there and watch it. You know, it's it's a good series, and that's a particularly good episode. Yeah, that. and that's what I'm hoping these podcasts might do. Is also, you know, not, it's not only just like a, a bit of reminiscing for us, but also for the listeners who may not have watched these episodes or may not have seen them for a while. Yeah, it might be nice if they, you know. If we kind of, in a sense, are recommending them to them, so yeah. they can they can have a look again and they think, oh wow, that was actually you know, and maybe have a new fresh look on it, you know, take yeah, on right. it. Just, be, just because a program looks is slightly dated for for the time it comes from, it doesn't mean it's, it's any more or less any good because it's it's even better now than it is back than it was back then, because they know how to tell, it, it shows you how to tell a story as like today yeah. on television is very, you know. They don't do it like they used to. Put it that way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know. Okay, it hasn't got the it hasn't got the, the high tech effects now as it has now, but it it had good actors, solid stories, you know, and and yeah. I think that's what drove it. You know, yeah, you don't, need, you don't need flashy stuff to make a story work. If you've got good actors and good tension going on. You know, you, you can enjoy it less. And, and good practical, good practical special effects like. Like when he looks down at the the sink, you knew that he that they'd cut away, and then that that he when he lifted his head back, he'd be 
he'd have normal eyes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, there there was there was good spe- or practical effects. And that's what it did really well, you know. It didn't. I mean, having said that, though, I mean, um, it did. The, the Hulk um, did have, for its time, a very big television budget. Believe it or not. Um, yeah, they they hired two, Jeremy Brett and, and Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> they had at the time, you know. Yeah, not so much the, the actors they hired. But I mean, the actual production budget was huge for its for a show like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they were costing like a, a half a million per episode. To, to make wow. and that's 1978 we're talking about yeah, yeah. yeah that's a lot of money man you know and uh but that was the reality that i've heard this from a few sources actually that people that worked on it you know that uh, um that told me that was the kind of budget the series had when I mean, you think how many episodes they made half a million dollars for each one so <laughs> that soon adds up a lot you know you're talking about um, 12 episodes per season roughly uh, I think it was mostly because of the the, the, the transformation stuff. Maybe also the uh, the props being, you know, the smashing of all the props, and because yes. he did some huge destructive things sometimes, yeah. and that cost, you know, if they have to retake and retake that, it costs an awful lot of money. You know. Yeah, that's why I was wondering about the what, that, that tall glass case getting broken free. Yeah, they must have done that. <laughs> they must have had to rebuild that somehow, or had copies, reproduction ones of them. I think unless it's done like with a clever cut where, where he only does that one shot where he whacks it. Yeah. But then again, you see three different people peering yeah. through that thing at him, don't you? I'm not sure how they did that, whether they must have just done all their close-ups first and then smashed the prop at the end. Good point. Good point. Probably yeah. just very clever cutting, I think, because I couldn't see them knocking that prop down three or four times like that. <laughs> yeah, at 80 episodes or so. Yeah. Yeah. There, that that really was quite a, quite a a big budget. Oh yeah, um, I don't think any other budgets like you know of that sort, action heroes stories back then, had anywhere near that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that was probably yeah. the, the exception to the rule. But, um, I, I I don't even know if Wonder Woman had that kind of money flying around then. You know, and she came out around about the same time. Just because you're you're angry with 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 somebody who's who's trying to move in and become, uh, or you're you're trying to become the 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 spokesmodel for something, you know you don't bump off the other person. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that'll make you know that'll make it news and not the kind that you probably want as a model. I completely lost what you're talking about here. <laughs> I think she's explaining that if you want to get rid of the um, competition, you don't make a song and dance about it. All right. Okay. I could be a bit more stealth- stealthy than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good advertisement when a green monster is accused of killing a, a model. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. So, so she knew Kung Fu and, and they concentrated yeah, she said, that on that. Was funny. She I like said, that. that was, that, I've told her what I can do, you know. Yeah, yeah that was quite funny. I was like, okay, so she showed her prowess to this woman and say, you don't do what I tell you, I'm going to use my karate on you. And then I kept, and whilst that was happening, my flashback came to the, um, the old high karate adverts. I remember them, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. They were funny, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing that surprised me, too, because, I mean, I would think that a lot of the characters, you know, even though the special effects weren't the greatest, even in Wonder Woman, I mean, they did actually have dialogue in there 
And surprisingly, they even snuck it into Charlie's Angels once or twice. That, you know, just because the person's a woman doesn't mean they're weak or they can't outthink their opponent or they can't defend themselves. Yeah. But it's so funny how the Lonnie Anderson character kept going, I know Kung Fu, I know Kung Fu. Well, that's great if you don't have a gun or anything like that. Mm. But even if, you know, if the other person had a gun, then Kung Fu really wouldn't matter because, nice. you know, it, it's, it's right. It, by the way, listeners, this is Alex that just joined us in case you wondered who it was. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all, yeah, I think that was, I think it was a great story. Uh, as, um, I think season, you know, great addition to season one, great addition for the, for the, for the show itself anyway. And I yeah. think people should have a, a relook at it if they haven't seen it for a while. I think it's, de- it's definitely worth checking out again, you know. And you, you across the pond will, will, will recognize, will have that, that face and, and voice like Ooh, Jeremy Brent. Doing yeah. for, for the, that Jeremy Brent guy. That, that, that silky voice, yeah. Yes. What an excellent voice he has. He has, they're very distinctive, yeah, yeah. And he was good in it, you know, and he was good as a bit of a shady character. I thought he played that yeah. really well, you know. Instead of like this sort of like kind of goody guy as as Holmes, you know, mm-hmm. but even he had his flaws, of course. But you know, his, uh, his demons. But um, I thought I thought he was good as sort of like a slimy kind of yeah. posh kind of guy, you know. Um, In a weird way, I thought he wasn't used to the um, the American heat. I mean, some of the scenes, he seemed to be struggling to acclimatize. Whereas you you got um, Doctor David Banner in that suit, and yeah. he just called us. Cucumbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the differences between Brits and Americans. Yeah, they're not. We're not used there to that. Go, yeah. To LA heat, you know, wherever it was shot. I think it was in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely a Los Angeles program. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't have any of the the characteristics that you need for like Los An- or for San Francisco or New York or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But fun to fun to watch it. It was. It was great. With some quite famous faces, as we said, in it too. So I think that some half the budget probably went to Lonnie Anderson and Jeremy Brett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got 125,000 each or something. <laughs> we can only afford a plastic gun to bend, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, um, I, I want to thank you both for being with me for this one because it's been really, it's been really enjoyable. Um, so thanks, Susan. Thanks, Phil. Yep. And um, thanks, Alex, for his, his cameo appearance. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you both for joining me. Well, three of you for joining me, and um, we'll see you soon. Take care. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>